People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478 308 zero five nine six you are gonna love it i'm telling you it works great for me it runs everything here at the studio in my house perfectly hit up nobles networking let me tell you about Lori's dive in in alamo georgia i ran her ad several times now she's been with me since i started doing this stuff even if it's not convenient for you Take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 8 Commerce Street. And the phone number is 912-568-1645. Lori's Dive In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Co. Seth Bazemore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've showed them to some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hat Co. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and Down Yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. I want to give a special thank you to Project K9 Hero. Them and Cashman's Pub just came on to be a sponsor for us for an entire year. So, if you guys love puppy dogs, if you guys love supporting our military and law enforcement, you guys need to go check out Project Canine Hero. Go make a donation. Go do whatever. Buy some gear to show your support. Thank you to Jason Johnson and also to my guy Ron at Cashman's Pub. Ron is opening up a couple other spots. He's already got the library uh, in Macon, Georgia. And let me tell you, when we go out to Macon, that is where we pregame. We pregame at Cashman's. We have a good time. They got good food. They always got good music. And Ron is letting me bring some artists down there to play. So y'all do me a favor. If you're in Macon, Georgia, and you're looking for a spot to eat, Go check out Cashman's Pub. If you're looking for a spot to get drunk and hang out with your friends, Cashman's Pub is the place to go. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished, but 
what's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's family-owned business. And they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. As for Blake, his phone number is 478-279-330. Shout out to Pearl Promoting. You guys need to look up Miss Anna and everything that her and her associates have going on over in Alabama. I know they've been a big help to me. Big help to me. And guys, if you're an artist, reach out to them. They're going to help you for a lot of the stuff that you don't want to do, a lot of stuff that you're not getting done, a lot of the stuff that you don't know how to do. Pearl Promoting is going to help you. So go look them up on Facebook now at Pearl Promoting. I'm not going to. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry podcast. Uh, just before I um, introduce you to our guest today, I want to uh, make a little announcement. Uh, we dropped it yesterday, but November the 11th, Veterans Day weekend, I'll be hosting uh, Confederate Railroad, Kristen Baugh on Friday, and Ella Langley and Trey Lewis on Saturday night over in Sneed, Alabama. Go to my Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff now to get tickets. But before that, in Macon, Georgia, August the 19th, another one of Josh Terry's Honky Tonk Nights at the Humminbird. Uh, and I get to have two of my faves with me. Sitting next to me right now is Mr. Cole Goodwin from Statesburg, Georgia. You Good doing all right today, Bubba? What's that? I said you're doing all right today, Bubba? I'm doing A-OK. Yeah, you're going to have to lift one of those because yeah, for some reason it's not feeding back. And uh, on the other end of the line is one of my faves, one of the people that uh, has put up with my ass for way longer than what they should have and been a friend Woo! and family for a while now, Mr. Trey Landon. What's up, baby? <laughs> What's up? Man, I miss you, you raggedy ass. I miss you, buddy. Man, Cole, me and this dude went back when I wasn't shit. Like back when no one knew what I was planning on doing in the future, had anything good going on before I worked in radio or anything. This dude played shows for me and hung out and was a buddy and friends and family. Took me to Nashville a time or two. I would have and loved to have been a fly on the wall for we had some hey, we it ain't, it ain't we had much some fun. <laughs> <laughs> now we we got together. I don't know, maybe last year sometime, and it was just like old times. Mm -hmm. It was it wasn't as wild because Trayson settled down, but it was it was a good time. Settled down, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with done. That. Keep it done. Got me. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you, brother. It was about time somebody did. I mean to tell you, one of my one of my favorite memories of him, Cole, was when he used to do uh. You don't do down home days anymore, do you? Um, we're going to start back next year. We kind of quit during the pandemic. Oh yeah. Uh, that would be about right. That probably would be the last time that you that did the, one. Yeah. We actually had it scheduled to do it, but we just, we wound up having to pull it. Damn. I hate that. Down home days was fire, but one mm -hmm. of my favorite memories of this, this ugly, this ugly joker right here was, uh, I got on his bus at down home days and him and John Fox were back there harmonizing to, um, Smoky mountain rain. Oh, oh. Lord. Good man, times. Man, I'm telling you, I've still got the videos on my phone. I could have sat there and listened to those two all day. Hey, John Fox, he got them harmonies. Man. Them sweet harmonies. God, I, I tell people all the time who don't know John that they've just missed one of the best people ever. Mm -hmm. You know, John, this is getting off. This is probably getting in the weeds, but when John quit playing with us, we were getting really busy. And he ran his foot over with a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing in that way. But he called and said, man, I'm at the emergency room. I just run my foot over with a lawnmower cutting grass. He's like, I'm going to be out for a couple months. I'm like. Well, that's one of those things. That's, that's so out there. All you can really do is laugh at it. I know. But if you know John, it's it's cut. he probably went. Oh. Yeah, he didn't, didn't say a bad word. Yeah. Didn't say nothing. He's like, oh, my foot. <laughs> like he, he's one of the best. He's one of the guys that no matter what's going on in your life, and I get them from him all the time. I'm sure Trey still does too. But he'll just send you some little motivational, just 
the Lord's with you, just some good <laughs> stuff like all the time. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't make them like that man no more. He's a good dude, man. Good God, dude. He's a good dude. Speaking of good dudes, though, both of you are, and both of you from Statesboro. And um, dude, it's, it's it's fun watching Cole because Cole reminds me of where you were several years ago. And what what are you, 22? 22 going on 73. You good sing, Lord. You, you sing like <laughs> Trey, how do you even hit 30 yet? I'll be 30 in November. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, it's just it's it's fun watching you and then just looking back where Trey was a couple years ago or several years ago, really. And it's just I was I just that there was that's why I wanted to put y'all two together for this show. Um ever since the Humminbird and some other places are letting me pick the artists and stuff that I that I work with now and get to host and do these events, I couldn't think of a better duo for you to open up for Trey for this show. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, right. man. We just got to figure out how to get Statesboro to come to Macon. Are we, uh, we can, try, we we can get work it. something we, out. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. That's going to that's gonna be good. Well, as soon as they hear you, they're going to love you. And Macon's heard Trey several times. He's always had good shows at Crazy Bull and anywhere else he's played. I think you've even played what the – it seems like you've opened up for somebody, the Opera House or something there. What is the Opera House? It's <laughs> – uh. Shit. It's just <laughs> yeah. a bigger venue in downtown Macon. Is that is that There's also Hargrave Capital Theater? Yeah, Hargrave Theater, which we used to be Cox Theater. Right. Okay, I was about to ask if I played at Cox. If yeah. whatever is that still Cox or is it something it, else? It's Hargrave now. So yeah, I did I probably did three shows with Corey Smith. That's who Cox, it was. At Cox in like 17, 18, 17 and 18. Yeah, so you're it's been a minute. You're actually the dude that introduced me to Corey Smith down in Tifton. Um, I can't remember what's the name of that place back in the the gin. The gin. Yeah, it might have been, it might have been Terminal South. Yeah. by then, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, I can't remember. I like that place though. I remember being there with you and uh, and the boys and uh, getting to meet Corey. I'd already met him like drunk in an alley one time, <laughs> and I had a Florida Gators hat on because I was confused about life then. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me he'd take a picture with me, but only if I took the hat off. But did it in the nicest way possible. Like, he was just as cool as he could be. But that was mm-hmm. the only interaction I had with him until I was around you. So, mm-hmm. Well, he's a really nice guy. So I like him. I like and him. so are you. So I'm, are you. No, I'm not. Don't tell, don't, tell no, don't tell no lies. I'm probably that friend that you always had to warn people about if I was around. That I was probably <laughs> going to get out of hand and do something stupid back in the day before I realized this could be a job. Well, in all fairness, <clears throat> uh, back in that time when we hung out a lot, I was right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a package deal. It was... Though a warning for the both of us. Yeah. Hey, but they mean well. I we I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't know if we did mean well, but we were just having fun. I mean, I'm I'm what I'm six years older than Trey, but still like I was a kid. I never got to do this kind of stuff. I never got to hang out with artists or or do anything like that. So when I started getting to do it, like I got blindsided by the rules. Like, I didn't know what you were supposed to do, what you wasn't supposed to do, how you could go overboard, how you could look unprofessional, how you could make an artist look bad um, just by being with them. And I had to learn as soon as this became a business for me. And uh, so if I've ever done anything stupid with you in a green room or around you or, you know, anything like that, I apologize, baby. Like I said, that was probably all pre-COVID, so it got washed (laughs) away anyways. So... Well, speaking of post-COVID, how's things been going for you the past year or so? Oh, man, they're going great. You got any new music coming out? Yeah. Um, let me think, what month are we in? June or July? July? August. We're in August. We're in August. Wow. Um, I released a couple of different songs in February, March, and April or something. Lost Right Now and Four Low High and What You Know Good. Uh. Kind of just was bridging the gap. You know, I hadn't released anything since before COVID and uh, just wanted to put some new songs out just for the social media world, all the TikTokers and stuff out there. But yeah, we've been looking and looking for outside songs and I've been writing a lot of songs. We're going to be probably releasing. It, it'll it be tough to get new music out 
by the end of the year for me because we are really probably wanting to record six to eight before we record them, but we really want them to be just really good songs. And uh, we've got about three right now and we've been and i've been looking and writing for about six months so if that'll give you some kind of equation on how difficult it is to find you know good songs that also fit whatever your brand is it's pretty difficult so i don't know lord willing we'll be able to get find the songs we need and back in the studio you know in october but but that's just not a timeline for 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 this year releasing music. You know that'd be well more than likely be be coming out with something in February ish, um, maybe March. But I'm really excited about this this next project that's coming out because when it drops, it's gonna be it's gonna have some some good old bangers on it. Well, you always do. Like you're one of the guys that when I'm around like my hometown folks and we're riding dirt roads or we're bullshitting by the pool or anything like that. There's a couple of dudes that know that I have some of your demos Mm -hmm. and they always ask, especially this one dude, Eddie Bolden in particular, he always asked me to play the ones that you have not released. (laughs) That one guy that likes your music. Um, and he and like every but when you st- whenever I play them, whoever's there, like why hasn't this been released? Like you've got some, you've got some some sneaky, sneaky good ones. Though I love all your music, I've always liked your damn music anyway. But you've got some that are just. I remember the well, last year, Cole. We did a show in March in Nashville before we started doing shows at Live Oak. Um, and we were just doing them like at the Airbnb that we rented. Mm-hmm. Like every time we come out there, we would just do Airbnb shows, invite artists over. Now the same things I was doing there are what we're getting to do at Live, Live Oak. Oak. And you've been on one of the ones at Live Oak now. Yeah. I'll be but on this month too. Trey played for the first time on the show, Lost, mm-hmm. last year. I think it was Lost. And we were all just sitting around the table and just like, this dude. You're one of the ones I just don't understand why you haven't blown up more yet. It's just, it's like, like some people you can't see it coming and some mm. people are like, it's going to happen any song now. Mm. Yeah. I don't really have an answer for that one. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, first it, off, if you don't follow people back, that's got like almost 400,000 followers on TikTok and wants to share your shit and tag you and shit, you're just going to, you know, you're not going to blow up on social media. Yeah. Yeah, and he I mean, doesn't follow me on hardly anything. Is what I was getting me? to right there. Yeah, me. Oh, dude, I'm so bad about social. Yeah, media. I know. I tag you place. every fuck freaking time I yeah, see. I I, I'm trying to watch the f bombs because of both of your families. By the way, I usually <laughs> don't care, but I'm trying to be good on this show. Look and, at you. it's a miracle. Yeah, I know, right? I'm growing up. <laughs> I figure. I figured out I like money too. Uh-huh. A lot. So the, you know, the more stuff gets shared, the better. Uh, but anyway, um, I just, uh, I've tagged you every time you post a video and I always talk trash in your comment section to where it's like, Hey, thanks for following your buddy back that can share your stuff and get you another 500,000 views. And you're like, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Genuinely not that. I just probably aren't even, I'm not even seeing it. I imagine (laughs) you're one of those that has their notifications turned off anyway. Guilty. I'm guilty. Man, I just re-downloaded all that stuff. Um, not, not long ago. I mean, honestly, dude, like I've been fortunate, you know, the last year to where I kind of hired a, uh, uh, digital team. Okay. So like, you know, we'll we'll basically um, every two weeks we'll go out on like a Monday and we'll take a camera guy with us and we'll spend three to five hours in a day and just like filming these little snippets of content, which is probably the stuff you're seeing me share that you're talking about. I mean, we'll go get enough of that by the time you, you know. By the time you just let a song play through for three minutes and you just record the whole thing, you've got, if you're talking 10 second sections, you got 20 videos right there. You yeah. know what I mean? Or whatever that equals. But like, so yeah, I mean, by the time we filmed for a couple hours one day, we got enough content for like 
two weeks sometimes, three weeks, if we're doing like two or three days a week releasing stuff. And they're just so cool. They'll they'll uh they've they've got all my my logins for my Instagram and my TikTok and they'll go on there and like but they're good at that stuff. They can go on there and look at my data and my algorithms and like figure out when the best time to post for me is and like when when my fans and people that would like my music or whatever I'm doing in the videos, like what time of day is best for me and what to post, what days to post. I mean, they got it's it's a science, you know, and they're just better. I see numbers and they uh I don't know, so it's been great because they can do it all and it's just been more efficient than me going, Oh yeah, let me post this fishing video at two thirty PM <laughs> and then three hundred people view it and then somehow they do the same thing at a certain time of day on a certain day and it's got it gets two hundred thousand views. And I'm just like So it's been better for me to be less involved anyways on that front but i do i mean i do have it on my phone and i do scroll through there every now and then and like kind of go through the comments and say and say hey to people but i don't know yeah sorry i, I haven't called you back well, i'm gonna go do that now well, you all you ought to i'll text you the thing whenever we got the phone just so i don't feel bad because i was like i know he ain't big leaguing me I know no. this guy. I know this guy's just not purposely. He just genuinely didn't know. Yeah. And that's, well, the funny thing is, is like um, John Langston. Um, mm -hmm. We went to go do some stuff with him in Alabama a couple weeks ago. And mm -hmm. I was talking to him about it or whatever. And I had asked him on the show like several times. And it's not like we had never met before. We had met, we've drank, we've hung out. And I was just like, what the hell? And one of his guys with him, uh, JD, was like, uh, you know why? Because he doesn't run a social media half the time. He has no idea unless you've just tagged him in something and shared it. Somebody's just sharing it for him. He has no idea that What's you've messaged on? him yeah. and asked him about being on the show. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. And I kind of figured that most people did. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just when you know somebody and like you've got their phone number, but you don't have them on social media, it's like, this is kind of weird. Like, the, am I cool enough to have the number, but not cool enough to, you know, comment I on agree. your shit? I agree with that. Yeah, but also yeah. too, people, I, people know I'm a liability. <laughs> I guess it's just you know also outlook and perspective, cause it, it's just different strokes. Cause like, I just could genuinely care less who follows me <laughs> on on Instagram. It's like if I go follow Ashton Kutcher. And he doesn't follow me back. I'm just like, eh. it, I, I just care. Less. I like how you compared you and Ashton Kutcher to me and you. Well, no, I I, just, I'm glad to know. Just like I'm an ant in your shadow now. Thank you that's so just much. Somebody famous that I know probably wouldn't follow me back. You never know. He might. He might hear a song and like it. I honestly have no idea why I said his name. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, until you now just you, said his you name, I haven't heard it in forever. It's weird. Yeah. Before we got on here, I was playing him uh, the song that we always beg you to play. Puppy Dog. The Puppy Dog song. Oh, gosh. It, he agreed. Man, it's good. It. I don't know I why it. you hate that song. I don't I'm hate kidding. it. I don't hate it at all. I just don't remember it that well. <laughs> uh, Lee Tucker got me to start asking him every time we were around if Lee didn't ask. And he said, I love it. I lo but it's also, too, did you ever put out Drag Around Town? Mm-mm. Do you have a demo for Drag Around Town? I do. You need to send it to me. Drag Around okay. Town is one of the best songs I swear to you I've ever heard. I haven't heard that one. Uh, it, it's so good. I you remember what? Remember that no name bar that you went and played at, and somehow I ended up bartending yep. that yep. night. Yep. Wow. What a night, dude! I'm telling. You, we shut the bar down. Like Trey yeah. played all night, and somehow the owners of the bar. Uh, I don't know what, how it ended up. I was definitely not there to bartend. <laughs> you know, I, I think if anybody else told me that story, I'd probably be kind of on the fence of believing it, but I 112% nah. <laughs> believe that. And we sold, <laughs> like, they literally, it was, it went so good for them with Trey playing and me getting behind the bar that they, like, I know they asked me to come back, like, the next weekend and what. That was a dream team situation. Bro. Yeah, like, it was just a perfect combination. Like, it was. It was so much fun. But I don't think me and you have ever done anything together that wasn't fun. I will second that. 
It's, it's, <laughs> I might hurt the next day. Now adding cold to it, uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be even better. That's what's going to happen next next weekend in Macon when all of us get together, which I don't know. You've calmed down, but I'm sure you can still get up there and have a good time, though. Oh, I have a good time. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm actually – I'm about a year sober. I will. I remember you telling me that last time I'm, I ran into I am, you. I'm technically. I'm giving myself more credit than I should because I'm like ten months. But hey, that's that's up, better than yeah, the rest I'm of us. Real. I'm coming up a year sober, alcohol, drugs, all the uh, anything that's probably not good for your internal organs. I yeah. am. Uh, I don't know. I did watch this documentary last night about food getting poisoned on on, on Netflix. Food. Oh man, and it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it messed good me Lord. up. That road, that that lettuce, romaine, mm-hmm. and chicken. Oh boat, yeah, we're we're uh we're screwed. Yeah, no shit. That, I mean, it really makes you want to grow your own garden oh, and raise sure. your own meat and only eat it. For sure, man. I mean, wow. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that documentary to anybody that likes to eat. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I I'll tell you, it will screw you up. What made yeah. you want? What? And by the way, I'm very proud of you. For getting oh, like sober, that's yeah, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. What uh, what made you want to get sober? Um, well, I mean, you know me good enough to know that, like, when we did, when I did dabble in all that stuff, I mean, it was it was all in good fun. Yeah, it wasn't like I never, and I know that there are people out there that you know do struggle with the uh, substances and stuff, but I I've been fortunate in, I've never struggled with a substance, um, more than just socially, um. But I don't know. I mean, there was a. Uh, I kind of I kind of pivoted, you know, before before COVID. You know, I had my first single on the radio as an artist, and things were going really well. And I was about to start a tour with the other Cole Swindale, <laughs> um, and, me and, and Hardy, right? Yeah, me and Hardy were on the the tour with Cole. Um, and literally, literally that tour that kicked off the weekend before COVID like came out. So we did two tour dates of this like 40 date tour. Um, and it just got canceled. I mean, everything just got canceled. I mean, I remember that. So I don't know, kind of, kind of to piggyback off of your question or, or your statement about like, you don't know how you're, you're, pondering going why why has this not happened yet i mean you know that was kind of one of the things for me where in theory you know i had my first single on the radio that was doing well and i was on a major tour that was about to kick off i mean 2020 in theory was supposed to be a really really big year that all that all just kind of just stopped it came to a halt all at one time so i don't know i kind of covid gave me the opportunity to kind of pivot and step back for a year or two and kind of look at my life and you know just decisions that i had made in relationships and stuff that had failed between friends and family and just um allowed me to work on myself a lot which ultimately got me way closer to God and by no means am I saying if you drink or something that you don't love Jesus that's not what I'm saying um and and I'm also not saying that if you drink Jesus does not love you because I do not think that at all I just to sum it up there was this verse in the Bible that I came across in Timothy and it basically said something along the lines of like if you want to be an overseer like AKA a leader. If you want to be an overseer, you have to be sober minded and a lover of one wife, able to teach respectable, not a drunkard, um, not a lover of money. So I kind of just technic from a technical standpoint, I went, okay, what is sober? What is sober? And to me, sober isn't five beers, but I can still drive. Yeah. That's to me, that's not sober. That's that's not drunk, but sober is zero point zero zero BAC. Yep. You know, it's not zero 
0.01. That's not sober, technically. So I just applied that to my life in the sense of, okay, I was not a leader pre-COVID, and I want to be a leader now. So I just kind of cut out really any and everything in my life that, you know, like I said, not that it was necessarily a problem or not that I don't. You definitely uh, never had a problem. Yeah. And, and not that I think I'm going to hell if I drink. I don't think that at all. I just, you know, it's been, it's done nothing. The last 10 months of my life, nothing but good things have happened. And I, if, if nothing else, I have felt just great mentally psychologically physically i mean i've just and i think that probably matters more than anything else yeah you know so i'm just here i'm trying to be more of a leader for my band and my guys and my i mean when you i've been in nashville for eight years so it's like when you're doing it and, it, and it's tough man i mean it's it's really tough and you know working with warner brothers and um when you just have this many people it's a village, you know, and it took me a long time to realize, okay, everybody in my corner right now wants to see me win. But you've also got to do your part. But I've got to do my part. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of people that, I mean, Warner, Warner people, it's like they don't, they want to see me win, but they're not dependent on me winning. I mean, they, 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 they're going to be okay. You know, you're not their only baby. Yeah. It's like, it's my band and it's my, it's, you know, I've got six or seven people that depend and rely on me to, you know, make sure I'm doing everything in my power to be able to keep momentum going so we can get more shows so we could, so they can get consistent pay and pay their bills. I mean, my guitar player's taking all of September off. He's about to have a baby. So it's like, is that Graham? Know, Nope, Graham is playing with uh, Chase Beckham now. Oh, okay, if, if you know who he is, he's been with Chase Beckham for he's on probably close okay. to a year now. Probably close to a year. Yeah, we've got a new player named Derek Strauss. He's been in Nashville for a couple of years. Him and his wife Casey, but they're from uh, up around Portland, Oregon, and he's freaking awesome. Awesome guitar player, good dude. But yeah, they're about to have a baby and. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's just one of them things where I'm going, okay. Oh, eight and telling me, heard it right here on the Josh Terry podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all admission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system cleaned or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at d P.F. in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. D.P.F. Alternatives Macon, Georgia. Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with, some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up Deep South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. 
That's Deep South Chemical. Tell Mr. Scott that Josh Terry sent you. Guys, y'all got to go check out Cotton Field Bar and Grill in Sneed, Alabama. I guess that's how you say it. It's 167 Medical Street. These guys have got some big things going on, and I'm glad that they're bringing me in to help out. They fed me the other day, and let me tell you, they gave me wings. They gave me cheese sticks. They gave me some fire-roasted or stone, whatever you want to call it, pizza. That was amazing. Everything that I ate there was amazing. When I go to Alabama from now on to do events and hang out, I'm going to make it a point to go see my dudes and the staff over at Cottonfield Bar and Grill at 167 Medical Street, Sneed, Alabama. Back Road Park and Event Venue. This is not a mud bog, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to make sure they put that in all their shit. I went to visit with them the other day over in Susan Moore, Alabama, and they are going to have some big events coming up. And everything they do, I'm going to get to be associated with as their MC. They are going to have some great acts coming up, so please listen out on this show. And anytime we say back road park and event venue, you need to have it in your head that it is not a mud bog. It is going to be an adult playground with live music and great times. So make sure you listen out for future announcements about events there. Let me tell you about my new favorite healthcare provider, Your Choice Healthcare, Miss Lynn over in Eastman at 82. Zero Second Avenue has helped me from everything with my weight loss. She'll help manage your health. She'll help manage the hormones in your body for the right alignment of your mind, body, and spirit for a balanced life. I know ever since I started going to Miss Lynn, it has really helped me, my mental health, everything. So if you need a little help, look up Your Choice Healthcare, PC in Eastman, Georgia, and give Miss Lynn a call now at 478 559 3150. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't ever see me, you know, drinking again, just, just pure, purely because I just like, and at this point, I just don't even care. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm comfortable with me. I like having fun. I like shooting guns. I like fishing. I like, me too. You know, I like riding motocross and riding buggies. And that's the stuff that makes me happy. And so when I'm not working, I do, I want to do things that make me happy and make me feel fulfilled. And just, I don't know, like to think that I just don't understand if somebody's like, and this is, I know this is getting in the weeds, but no, I like not, the weeds. Stay in the weeds. This is not a, uh, you know, I, cause I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, I like it. I like it. Keep For me, going. I'm like, I can't relate with, somebody saying they like going fishing but if they take their buddy fishing and they're not drinking it's less fun i agree with that i can't i can't relate with that because alcohol doesn't make an activity or a situation like more fun or less fun for me it's not that it's the act it's i'm there because i want to be doing whatever it is we're doing you want to be fishing yeah Yeah, i'm going whatever it may be yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. I got a lot of respect for that. I, I really, really do. And what a lot of people don't realize, especially from from you and Cole, like I didn't get thrown into it until I was 27, 28 years old. But when you, you start off and you're in entertainment or whatever, it's literally everywhere you go is, hey, have a drink. Hey, oh, do this. It's everybody wants that version of you. I've had to in the past four months just chill way out on my drinking to where it's limited to one day because I didn't realize how much it was messing up my job, like how much it was messing up what I was trying to do for a living. I can only imagine the bars that you're in and playing as a at, like coming up. And plus, we all, in some way or another, I really do think our idols and music, they sung about it. Oh, absolutely. So so you wanted to do it. You wanted to be George Jones or Keith Whitley. You wanted to be in a bar on stage, having a good time, being lit, having just as much fun as the people watching you. I can see how it would be very easy for anybody to kind of overdo it and oh, yeah. just get used to it and not realize what it was like when you first started and it was just the music that you loved, and that's why you started playing. My mm-hmm. biggest thing is, too, 
and I didn't realize this until I, I started playing regularly is that it, it didn't take me long to realize that if you go out and you do that three nights in a row, at least for me, by the third night singing, I sound like I just climbed out of a trash can. It's just uh-huh. miserable and it hurts. And then you take all day Sunday, you just lay around cause, cause your throat hurts. And so it, it, it was a wake up call for me to be like, shoot, I need to probably just chill, sleep in, drink water and rest. But, uh, that, that's just me. I don't know if anybody, anybody else agrees with that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it'll, it'll take a toll on you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I yeah. bet it will. I mean, there's also a, you know, there's, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, like, you know, there, when you're young, I mean, I moved to Nashville when I was 21, and I was a freaking pinball. I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, it was it was <laughs> when I moved here at 21, I was out raging all the time. I mean, and it was it was fun. I mean, those are years of my life that I'll always look at and go, "Wow, that was fun." But also, you know, I'm going, "Wow, some of that was very stupid." A lot of that was very. Hey, and, I'm only 22, and, like, and I, I already have those thoughts. Yeah, that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like I, I'm like, man, if I would have just, I wish I would have had some, you know, and 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 obviously Jesus applies for this, but I mean, I wish I would have had at 21 a physical mentor, um, you know, in the industry that would have been directing me towards where I needed to be going because yeah. not that I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm doing okay. Like I'm, I'm, everything's great in my world. Um, but I just w- would have been like, man, I, I probably would have been a lot further along, you know, well, you're not been doing a lot of that. Well, they just don't tell you that it hinders what you're doing. Yeah. Like n- no one ever tells you that you look up to, until it's too late that hey this is gonna hurt you. But you got to figure out on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had a, a huge moment for me. We were doing one of our shows at Live Oak, and uh, somebody might have been passing around one of them them sweetheart of THC pins. Uh oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I hit it way too hard, like within the last hour of a show, and we did like four hours of just talking and having artists come on and all this kind of stuff. And I went back and listened to me afterwards and I was like, why did I allow myself to sound that bad? Like I, I really let down the listening audience, everybody that I've built, I've let down the audience that was there that night. Like you just kind of get to a point to where, Hey, let's, 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 let's be more, more professional. Let's find something that makes us happy. That's not going to lead to a hangover or lead to an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But to the same point, it's like if I went, I guess another thing that's just like bizarre to me, like if I came down to Macon and me and you went and, I don't know, did any kind, if we went out on the lake or if we went and freaking did anything and you were, and you're drinking beer and I'm not, it's like, I don't, we're going to have just as much fun. Oh, Absolutely. You know what I mean? It just makes no difference. But you've just got there are people out there, you know, especially in Nashville. That it's like you say you don't drink, and it's like they write you well, off. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like they either think their first thought is you either had an addiction, mm-hmm. and like oh, you know, or you're just weird. I'm like oh, okay, and I just don't like being around people like that. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I I know that regardless of what me and you would do i mean you're just a fun person i don't i mean there's just some people that don't need it there's some people that do that need to like enhance their personality but when you got big personalities like the three of us or whatever like you you really don't i like i'm not gonna stop drinking but i i mean i like it i but i don't i've had to learn that it's not everything you don't have to do everything with it there's a lot of stuff that i like doing now like even to go play golf now for me I used to just go play golf to drink. And the second I quit doing that, my golf game got a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's still, it's still not what it needs to be, but it got a lot better. And like, I realized like it really is like, I just, I've had the wrong state of mind for so long that regardless of what I did, I had to have a drink in my hand. And now to where I don't, it's just, do you feel like your music has gotten 
better? Like, do you feel like the stuff that you're trying to write now in a sober state of mind is better than what you were doing before? Or it's just mm-hmm. there's more clarity or something to it? No, I honestly don't think it that that changed. Okay. I mean, I, I wrote, obviously this is opinionated, but I mean, I wrote some of my favorite songs years ago in, in the same time frame where I was p- partying all the time. So it's like I don't I don't know that I don't know that cutting that out made my writing get any better. But once again, I didn't have an addiction or a no. problem. Like I'm sure if there was somebody that was if it was prohibiting their their daily living and they, you know, that person would probably be more productive without it, obviously, if they quit. But for me, yeah, for me it didn't really matter. I know. Now doing certain things, it, it helped. Like with my golf, I mean, I'm with you on the golf thing, <laughs> and you know, the golf thing, and the uh, really, really anything that involved hand-eye coordination <laughs> got better when I wasn't drinking. But as far as like just you know sitting down and writing a song and thinking and stuff like that, no. I in, in fact, uh there were certain things that we won't go into that helped me even um, feel more inspiration while writing. Yeah. Well, do but, you think the context of your songs changed at all? Like you didn't, you weren't never the guy that sung, like sung about really getting drunk or anything like that anyway. But do you feel like now, instead of a line in your song, if it would involve a drink or anything like that, like you don't put that in there? Or is it still? I mean, I wrote a song. I wrote a song last month called Drink a Beer on it. Okay. That's what I was wondering. That's what I was wondering. The content of the songs changed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. And, and this is, this is, you know, really the last thing I'll, I'll say about it, you know, that's kind of, cause I mean, really, you know, when I moved to town, kind of like what you just said about it's everywhere. I had this impression when I moved that it's like when you move to town, everybody that's successful is living this way and mm-hmm. doing these things. So you kind of, especially as a young kid, you correlate the things they're doing in life with their success which is probably normal. And you're going, okay, when you start hanging out with these people and you try to be the, Oh, I don't drink. I'm just like, you know, they look at you like, well, he's not, you know, he's not one of us. Like he's not, you know, so then you find yourself thinking, okay, well I want what these people have. I want a thriving songwriter or artist career. So I need to be in with these people. And to be in with these people, I need to do the things that they do. Yeah. And that is, that is the start of the road that will, you know, it's Russian roulette, how that, how that pans out, you know, for me, you know, I take more of a stance now on, I believe in good songs and I believe in good artists and I believe in voices And, you know, I just don't think that alcohol has, I hate politics. Let me put it that way. I hate politics. I hate that somebody, when there is clearly a better song of two songs, I hate that the song that's worse gets recorded because somebody that's, who wrote it. Yeah. I hate that. I cannot stand it. But that's Nashville. And like, the faster you understand that, the the less upset you'll be for the, you know, so that's just a big pill to swallow. So you either have to be one of those amongst those people, which is going to require you living a certain way, or you have to be not caring and what you're producing has to be really good and really significant to to get heard. And people have to go, wow, this this it almost has to be so good that when people that are power players in Nashville that can sign you to a publishing deal or sign you to a record deal 
or want to manage you, whatever the case may be, it has to be so good that these people are going, this is so good that we don't even care Yeah. that this person, this person, this person aren't even writing it aren't on these songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like my stance is, you know, I have been putting out songs earlier this year and things are going great. And it's kind of like we're, we're gearing up and teeing up to be essentially right back where I was right at, right when COVID hit, we're teeing up to be right back there, you know, hopefully no later than the spring of 24. So, I mean, everything's looking up and really good for, for what we got going on. And just kind of knowing that, I'm going, okay, this could be my opportunity to to have a platform again, you know, and, and way bigger than it's ever been. And, you know, I think the main thing that I want to uh, really, really stress to like young kids and young aspiring artists is that, you know, you don't, you should focus on your, on your craft, on your singing and on your songwriting and like stay true to what's yourself, you know, and like don't move to Nashville and go straight to 10 roof (laughs) and, you know, trying to rub show, like you have to network. I'm not saying not work. I just mean, don't sell yourself short of your talent to like run in the same circle as certain people. And if you do, you know, have enough sense about you to, to not change your morals and yeah. your, your beliefs on how you feel. Because at the end of the day, I mean, good songs always win. They always will. I mean, I know there's this, I know there's a, a phase right now of, you know, songs coming out and people are listening going what in the world like how is that even you know i know that that's where we are but there are still there are still really good songs getting written every day and getting cut by artists and still coming out and it's like my thing is going hey you know be yourself you can be successful with without drinking and without applying that into your life and like that's what i hope to be i mean i i would say Aside from my career, just being where I'm at mentally and how at peace I am, I mean, I'm already, that's what I measure success to be. So to me, I'm already, you know, successful. I know where I'm going when, when I die. And like, that's just how it is. So anything that comes on this earth, um, that's physical success while I'm here is you know that's that's blessings and i'm gonna do that in line with what the way that i feel god wants me to you know fulfill my purpose here so and to say that what kind of a couple right before COVID, i was out on the road with thomas red and uh i went out one weekend with him on their bus to write songs with him and uh his dad red red akins was there so me and Thomas Rhett and Rhett were on the road one weekend writing. And Thomas had Thomas had played a show on like Friday night. And I forget where, because I flew in on Saturday morning. I didn't make the Friday night show. I flew in Saturday morning and met them backstage at the bus. And so the first time I saw Thomas that morning, uh, he was coming on the bus and we were, we were about to start writing. And the first thing he said was the night before he said, man, he said, guys, I'm feeling, you know, really convicted. Um, he was like, we played a, you know, a fair thing last night. It was family friendly show. And he was like, I ran out on stage and I'm on the mic. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm asking everybody in the crowd. He's like, I'm holding up my beer. I'm asking everybody if they're having fun, if they're having a good time, if they're drinking. And he's like, and I saw these kids down there and he's like, and I'm wondering, you know, are these kids looking at me holding this beer up going, are y'all having a good time? He's like, I'm wondering if these kids 
are given being given the impression that like the alcohol is the um the determining factor on if everybody here is having fun or not and i was 25 at the time and still you know drank like a freaking fish so <laughs> like of course me and Rhett are going oh man don't worry about it they don't care like don't worry about it, you gotta <laughs> do it. like you gotta do it like it's just part of the show it's just part of the show like you like you got you got to make sure they're having fun and I just remember him being really convicted about like, you know, wanting to, and I, and I don't know, I haven't been to a Thomas Rhett show since then. So I don't know if he still drinks during the shows, if he still makes comments about alcohol stuff. I have no idea, but I just, that, that's something that I look back on after my decision recently. And I go, dang, you know, he was, he at least had the thought of like, he was going to remove alcohol like from his show. I'm not saying he doesn't, wasn't going to still drink. He just was going to remove it from the, from the show portion solely just because of the weight that alcohol carries in perception of like, we're not having fun if we're not drinking. You and are that- not the same person that you were <laughs> a lot, a last year. And I think I like this tray a whole lot better. Well, I know, but I hope I I'm not. I, talking, I think I'll but. second that. No, and it, and you're right. Like it. Well, one thing that you said, I do think the good songs do find their way still, and I think because of social media, like there, me, all of us have heard those songs that you're just like, why the hell is this not on radio? But now because of social media and the right people backing you and sharing your stuff and all that kind of stuff, now people can hear it where they wouldn't have before. So like there, there's people and there's songs that now will get played and heard to where you just wouldn't have got a chance to before. And I think your stuff is the stuff that hits like that. Like I, I know it's radio stuff and it'll get back on radio, but the outlook you have on life now, I think will affect a whole lot more people. And I think the songs you'll put out will affect a whole lot more people. I agree. And I'm all about like, I, I tell, I tell artists this all the time when they come to the studio, whether they know that I, can get wild at times or not, but I'm all about legacy and what you leave behind. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not really about the now. I don't really much care about today. I want how people are going to view me or see me in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that with a lot of the artists. If you're writing stuff or you're putting out stuff now, that's not going to affect anybody or touch anybody in 10 years. I really don't want to mess with you. Mm -hmm. I, I really want people that gravitate towards, what their calling is and what they're going to put out. That's going to touch somebody, something that's going to make them cry, something that's going to bring them to their knees, something that's going to, you know, rejuvenate their faith. And, you know, all your songs that you've ever put out or we've, you know, had a good time to, uh, they've all been good and I've liked them all. I'm going to keep liking them. I'm going to keep listening to them, but I got a feeling with the head space that you're in now, you're going to come up with one of those songs that in a in several years from now, people's gonna look back and be like, "This Trey Landon song." And Cole too, because Cole, he's a he's a good little church boy. Like <laughs> it's it's, and I, I mean that with all due respect. I wish I had a little bit more oh, Jesus yeah. in me most of the time. Mm-hmm. But like y'all are writing the stuff and putting the stuff out, or you're going to if you haven't yet. That's gonna be something that everybody remembers. I think what you're talking about is like you're working on your legacy right now, and not just trying to do the generic shit that a lot of people are doing just to get a paycheck. Like you're, you're being true to yourself and that's going to resonate with everybody that listens to you. I couldn't be prouder of you. Well, thank you, buddy. I'm proud of you too, man. Well, it's been a I'm, long road. It's been, it's been fun watching your, uh, watching all this unfold. It really has. I'm, I'm proud of you. And I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. It's, it's, hey, it's, it's come along. It's come a long way. And you said something all ago that just tickled me when you were talking about tin roof and, I got the, it wasn't long ago. We were in Nashville. Um, I have to be there like once a month for like a week at a time recording shows. And I was drunk with somebody that me and you both know that we look up to that we very much like uh, at Red Door. And this was a very late night Red Door conversation. And I used to think that every time or every night I had to end at Red Door, right? That mm-hmm. every night I went out, 
So I was like, this is where you network at. This is where you go to get the next person that's in your arsenal to help you or do a show or whatever. And this person, um, I'm not going to call him out. I'll tell you after the show. But he was like, do you know how many people in here actually are good at what they do? You know how many people in here actually have cuts? How many people have deals? Or do you know how many people that's in here just drunk acting like it? And that hit me. That hit me hard because I used to assume that if you were at Red Door at night, it was all about perception. I used to think that if you were at Red Door at 2 o'clock in the morning, you were special. Like, you you were somebody that everybody wanted to know. But then if you think about it, there's only, like, one in the crowd. Mm-hmm. There, there's only one. The rest of the people that are successful, they're in home in bed because they've got to write the next morning. Or, yeah. they, or they've got something that they're chasing already. They got something that they're already proud of. They don't have to be there. And so, like, if you are one of those people that's just moving to Nashville and you're trying to run around all the time and everything, just realize who's not there. Don't always look at who's in the crowd. Look at who's not there. Look at who's got the cuts. Look at who's got the deals and everything and ask yourself why they're not out at a bar right now. I feel like, too, if you keep yourself busy enough with productive work, you don't necessarily have time to, like you say, be out till 2 in the morning every night because you're in bed preparing for the next day. Yeah, because you actually want to work. Yeah, and I think, Trey, I think you having that peace of mind now with with being – Sober, I think that gives you, at least for me, I think it gives you more time to focus more on the productive side of things and being productive. 100%. Because that's that's how I feel about it anyways. At least I kind of relate it to, obviously I'm not in Nashville right now, but I relate it to Statesboro. It didn't take long for Statesboro to get old and to get Statesboro out, as I like to call it. But, um, yeah, I think staying busy enough with productive work keeps you from saying, oh, I'll run over here and hang out here till." Southern social closes or, or wherever, you know, Nats landing closes because I need to get in bed. Cause I got to get up in the morning and do something productive. Yeah. I, th- and when I, you- I thank God every day, by the way, I got so much respect for you too. I would not be in half as good a shape as y'all are like mentally, physically, whatever. If I'd have grew up in Statesboro, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how I do not for the life of me know how y'all are even still standing. It, it's hard. It's a miracle. I got a late start. I had a girlfriend all freshman year and most of sophomore year. I got a late start to the whole college. In all fairness, I'm from Daisy. So, which is about 40 minutes from Statesboro. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, from Pooler, which is also about 40 minutes from Statesboro. Yeah, but don't I like y'all two didn't cut your teeth there. Uh, I mean, I was going to Statesboro every weekend when I got my license. And I went to college there. And I lived there, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. 21 but i mean i i did all my young and dumb my lifestyle is based off of of daisy georgia which is like any unlike any other place ever on this rock that's floating in the universe (laughs) at 800 miles per hour but yeah well i'm glad it made you who you are and puller for you too buddy thank you well uh, I'll let both of you go now, but y'all remember, if you're listening to this, before they drop their socials, Macon, Georgia, the 19th of August, next weekend, uh, we'll be there, uh, Josh Terry's Honky Tonk Nights. Thank you to Lisa Williams and everybody for allowing us to be there and having a good time. Shout out to the Hummingbird, Mr. Tim, for for uh, taking care of everything. I can't wait. And um, guys... Trey, especially, I'm proud of this little bastard all the time anyway because he's just so good and such a well, sweetheart. He's, he's just he's, a, he's just a sweetheart. And yeah. uh, but you, dude, I'm telling you, like it means it makes my heart full, my little fat ass heart full, to to hear how you're doing these days. And uh, you know what? I know you're one of the guys that when I would come to town a lot, I would call, and you've never been the one that just. Uh, you would have other stuff going on, so we wouldn't hang out. There's not a lot of people that tell me no when I'm like, "Hey, let's go, let's go hang out for a couple of days." But now I know why. Now I know why, and I'm proud that you didn't come out. I couldn't be proud of you, buddy. It's been it for these past several years. It's been like watching a little brother succeed, and uh, I still remember Casey Yarbrough calling me the day that it got your show got canceled in Macon. For Hardy and Cole Swindell, because I was supposed I was working in radio then. We were supposed to be part of it. Yeah. And I remember thinking, man, 
I, I just I hope this doesn't hurt him, and I hope it re, re, rebounds and everything from COVID. And just looks like you came out the better end, where a lot of people didn't mentally and just spiritually. So you know, COVID seems like it was a blessing to you, and I it and was, I and I'm good, so man. proud of you, brother. Um, we're good. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta we're playing a show tomorrow night of all things. We're playing with Nelly tomorrow night <laughs> and at the state fair of West Virginia, the next 20 48 hours of my life i'm playing we're going to west virginia in about three hours to play a show at the state fair of west virginia tomorrow night with nelly who i guess put out a country record did he during covid with like a bunch of features i mean obviously uh, like cruise the floor Georgia oh, Line. Yeah, yeah so we're playing friday night in west virginia with Nelly, and then the very next night we're opening for Travis Tritt. Oof! And I saw and, that on your Instagram, actually. Yeah, so I'm like, man, you talk about the the two opposite, just best of both worlds here. Um, but yeah, we're heading to West Virginia in a couple hours, and I'm on. Have you have you heard of a Blackstone? Mm, you know a Blackstone, a, a grill. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My neighbor. Gave me a Blackstone 36 inch griddle last week for an early wedding present because I'm yeah. getting married in October. And uh, man, this thing, I'm about to go cook me some eggs and some bacon on it right now. You can do anything on it. Bo, have you cooked on one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one. Oh, yeah. You got one? I got one. Good Lord. I love it. Dude, it's freaking awesome. Dude, I think I'm like anything. redneck hibachi every time I get on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just mean, bought. I ordered the uh, the hibachi flippers. Oh yeah, on Amazon the other day. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm still excited about it because I've only had it for a week. So it's like all I talk about. Well, it's gonna break my heart if you don't send me a wedding invitation. I'm just gonna tell you. I will. Oh, you got to, you have to text me your uh I physical will. your physical address. I got you, boss. But anyway, well, dude, uh, thank both of y'all. Call y'all. Drop your social media. Call. Drop yours. First. I am. Cole Goodwin Music, C-O-L-E-G-O-O-D-W-I-N on, I think, everything. Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. I think that's it. And then go ahead there, boss. Drop And yours. I am on everything. I am Trey Landon, T-R-E-A-L-A-N-D-O-N. Tria. Tria. <laughs> uh, all right, brother. Well, I love you, and uh, I'll see you next weekend, man. I hey, bring them golf clubs, and we'll play during the day before we go. Uh, before we go. That'll be fine. And bring a fishing rod, too. That'll be fine. We'll make a day of it. That's right. <laughs> no drinking. All right. <laughs> hey, go get your bottle of whiskey. It's all right. I'm good. I'm good. I can stay sober. I can stay sober. There you go. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I will catch y'all later.